0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Books Are Chic. I am so excited to welcome my second writing duo. This is only the second group of writers I've had together. And we are here to celebrate their debut together novel called The Beach Trap, which for me is like... I put on Goodreads the quintessential beach read. It was so, so good. I absolutely loved it. So I am so excited to welcome the writing duo of Allie Brady, which is made up of Allison Hammer and Brady Godfrey. Welcome, ladies.
1: Hi. Hi,
0: Thanks so much for having us. (laughs) I'm so excited um, not only to dive in about the book, but like I said, I've only had one other writing duo. So I love like digging into how people write together and like what the process is. And it's just
1: so fascinating to me. It's been, it's been really interesting because we've talked to several others. It seems like a very popular thing right now. And everyone we've talked to does it a little differently. So we're pretty interested in it too. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you're right. I feel like
0: I do. you do see a lot of authors sort of coming together, which I feel like and in the same sort of situation with the both of you, you individually write and have your own novels. And then it's like, okay, if we're a fan of you, now we're getting two for the price of one here. It's amazing.
1: We hope people feel the same way. we do.
0: <laughs> they will, they will, they will. So tell us about, and if people fall upon the beach trap, it's, you know, you guys are like BFFs, which I just love. So tell me how you sort of came together and how Allie Brady was was born.
1: So I'll start because um, it, it makes me, I'm trying to think, sorry. Um, <laughs> the... The Our origin story, our meet-cute, actually started with me doing a little bit of light stalking of Brady. <laughs> we were, yeah, I know, um, we're both members of a writing group, the Women's Fiction Writers Association, and there's are different opportunities to share work and, and get feedback, and I saw a 250-word writing sample by her, and I was like, oh, she's really good, I want to be her friend, and then uh, literally... Then a few months later, there was an opportunity to swap pages and um, we instantly hit it off and we loved each other's writing style and each other's critique style. And so we kept going from there. And I I remember vividly the moment that she called me her critique partner, which is like going steady for writers. And I was like, oh my God, like we're, you know, an (laughs) item. So that's how like our, our writing friendship started. Brady, do you want to tell how we took it to the next level?
2: (laughs) Yes. So we were critique partners for a long time as we each were sort of pursuing separate writing um, careers, but we are also really, really close friends and we talk all day long. And so it was, September. It was spring of 2020. Everybody was locked down, right? We're all home. I was home homeschooling. Allison was working from home and we were just chatting as we do frequently about book ideas. And she said, I have this book idea. Um, what do you think about it? And I said, I really like it. And also it kind of goes along with the book idea I have. So what if we put them together and wrote a book together? And that was how it happened. (laughs) And then we just started writing.
0: Okay. I have so many questions. Well, first of all, <laughs> you both have, aside from writing, you both have day, day jobs. Yes. Correct? Like you're not just yeah. writing all day long. So, you, so you're like doing multiple things. Maybe also like you might have been, you know, like writing during the day, not your novel. Like there's a lot of things going on, which I'm like, that just blows my mind that you guys can just write a book on top of being career woman. Um, but how did you, you don't live in the same state correct? No. Correct. (laughs) I'm in Chicago and Brady's in Utah. Yes. So like, yeah, Now you close. So you're, so you're just chatting throughout the day. And so were you like zooming and how did you sort of like marry these two ideas that you had together? Like what was the start of that? Because I'm sure it was different. Like I said, you both individually write, which is like a solitary thing. You can control it, but then you bring somebody into the mix and you got to like sort of bend your workflow a little bit.
1: Honestly, just a little bit, because as, as critique partners and best friends, like again, we have that constant communication. And and for me, my second book, Little Pieces of Me, there's a line in it that like readers are always saying, like they love that line. It's a favorite line. Brady wrote it. So like oh. we were really integrated in each other's process. Like we would read each other's outlines. And like, so it was really like, it was a natural evolution to go from helping each other write our own things to writing our thing
0: are you both the same style of writing like do you both like to outline or
2: what's that look like it was a bit of a shift in our process, I think, having to write together. When you write together, you have to plot extensively. And, and oftentimes writers will say they're a plotter or a pantser, meaning they you know, either plot it out or they write by the seat of their pants. But when you write with somebody else, you really can't just go with the flow. You have to know what's going to happen. So that I think was a little different for both of us. I like plotting anyway, but we have to plot it out extensively in great detail, knowing exactly what's going to happen in every single chapter so that we don't, you know, write the same scene twice, for example. Um, and so that was a little different. Um, and then also I think we each have our own writing styles. And so we wanted this book to feel like it was written by one person. We didn't want it to feel disjointed. So I think we each just sort of melded our styles and we do a lot of editing of each other and revising until it feels really cohesive.
1: It, and I think it helps that we both write different characters. And so, like, you want each character to have a slightly different voice, but you don't want the style to feel so different, like Brady said, that it feels like two different people wrote it.
0: No, you. C- it literally is so seamless. I wouldn't have even if somebody didn't know that you were two people they'd be like who's this woman like this is amazing <laughs> so that you absolutely nailed and I guess you just saying writing different characters and in the, the book it altern the chapters are alternating from the character each of the characters perspective did you you each owned a character or how did you how did that go
1: Yeah, we, we each take one character in the beginning and like create that character, but -hmm. we work really closely together on like, what is their journey? What is their arc? What is their, you know, what is their wound? And, and so we, we work really closely together with that, but we each have a character that we own. Um, And then when we're writing together, you know, our process is usually every week we write a chapter and our, you know, chapter one and then chapter two, and then we swap. And the other one edits the other chapter, so we're touching everything, and so we we each have our fingerprints on both of it. But one person like owns that character.
0: And who was your character, Allison, in the book? We're not telling.
1: You're not telling.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't know. I want to guess, but I don't know between Cat so and Lake.
1: It's so much fun when people guess. And if someone really wants to know, send us a DM and we'll tell you, and maybe we'll tell you after we stop recording. But it is like so much fun to have people who know one or both of us sending messages. And and again, because we each touched each character, people see pieces of us in both of them. And it's just too much fun to, to spill it. To
0: spoil it. Okay. I'm gonna really think that I don't want to go off the cuff because I want to get a hundred percent. I'm now after this conversation, once I feel like we've had our chat, I'm gonna take a guess at it. But I mean, like I said, yeah. it is so seamless and I love the alternating chapters because both Kat and Blake's stories are so just like so fun to learn about these two characters and um. Okay. So I'm jumping ahead. Okay. So going back to what you mentioned before, when you guys were sort of coming together to say, this is my idea for, and maybe you won't tell us this either, but this is my idea for the book, my book, and this is my idea. So let's come together. Can you break apart what you were going to do for your book, Allison, and what you were going to do for your book, Brady, and how you married the two for this one? Are we allowed to know that? (laughs)
1: So the book that, that we had that initial idea wasn't the beach trap. We had another idea and another book and, you know, and our, um, who now became our editor loved the idea, but it was something that took place in the pandemic and they were like, it's just too soon. But when you send a lot of times, when you send a manuscript to a new editor, you also give like a a paragraph or something about your next idea. And then Brady, you want to tell how it went from there?
2: Sure. So we sent her just the kind of the bare bones of what our idea was for the beach trap. This sort of like twist on the parent trap. These girls meet. They find out they share a dad um, at camp, and then they don't see each other until they're adults. And then he gives them a house. Um, and then they have to figure out what to do with it. And and she just loved the idea. And she said, I would really like to see that book. And so we very quickly wrote five chapters and a very detailed outline and sent it to her. And she said, I want it. And that's how that turned into the beast trap. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's like you have a set, a spinoff on the parent trap. I mean, as soon as I saw it, even the cover, the cover is so good. I mean, you guys <laughs> must be obsessed with it. It's so, so, so good. Um, but how did you get this idea? And you gave us like a little blurb about it, Brady, just now, but how did you come up with this idea? Like how did you have like a brainstorming session? Like where did this develop from?
2: I think we were talking about favorite movies Mm -hmm. and we started talking about the parent trap and we started thinking, okay, what if instead of the girls trying to get the parents back together, it's the girls are now adults and it's a parent trying to get them back together these sisters back together. And so then we just started brainstorming ideas and we came up with this idea of girls meeting at camp, becoming best friends in the way that you only can at summer camp because you're in this sort of controlled little universe and you can be best friends within a short time. And then it gets totally rocked when you find out that you share a father and one of you is the illegitimate child. Um, And it just sort of shakes them so much and they don't see each other until their father passes away and then gives them a house that sort of brings them back together, but also sort of traps them together as well. <laughs> and they're forced to finally confront each other and deal with some old wounds as they try to figure out what to do with this house.
0: And where did you, how did you come up with the location? Because I've never been to Destin, Florida, but I've heard, and then I was like Googling it after, cause I'm like, you guys were so good about the description and the house and everything. So how did you figure out the location?
1: Well, I will say we did some very hard research on that. And we spent a week together at the <laughs> beach, um, going to all the places and Brady had oysters for the first time. And it was very hard research. Um, but my my dad actually lives in Destin. And so I've been going there for, you know, over 20 years. And it is just beautiful. Um, my debut novel, You and Me and Us takes place there. And, you know, when you are setting a book someplace, it really helps if it's a place that you know, so that you don't Mm -hmm. have to, you can get some of those natural details. Um, Our next book takes place in Chicago where I live now and Brady has lived in the past. So it really helps if you're familiar with the place. And honestly, Destin is just so beautiful. It was like a perfect place. And now because it's research and tax deductible, we're like, where (laughs) else do we want to travel for a book? Yes, I feel like you could have an endless list. You should start working know. on that.
0: I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> I I love a book. And I mean, you were taken to the beach, even if you bring this book to the beach. I mean, this is why it's such a fun beach read. But I love a book where... The setting is like its own character. And I felt like I said, I've never been there, but I could like picture just the description of the water and like the white sand and this house and everything, which I just, which I just loved. But I'm interested because. Allison, you have two other novels that are women's fiction and Brady, you have a novel coming out in the fall that I think is more like a psychological thriller. And this, I feel like we would classify as a rom-com. So how did you like, I mean, obviously you got the idea, but like, did you think you two coming together would have like a rom-com on your hands or how did that sort of come about?
1: Honestly, we wanted to write the book that we love to read. And I think that like, you know, one of the things that that we love about this book is it does cross genres a little bit because there are are two romances, not just one. Each sister has a romance. It is open door and steamy and Brady's really good at the steam. I'll just say that. (laughs) But, um, you know, at the heart, it's a story about the sisters. So there is that women's fiction element. But so if you come for the sisters, you'll also get some romance. And if you come for romance, you'll get some more of that, like that family dynamic. So, you know, we weren't really thinking genre, we were thinking about the kind of escapist book we wanted to read and and that's what we wrote. And that
0: is, I mean, that is what it is. It's totally escapist. And I love that answer because you're right. It is at the core, it is these two sisters and just family. And what do you do when, you know, you're faced with something. Did you guys go to summer camp when you were little?
2: We each did. Yes. So I went to a summer camp in the mountains of Utah and, um, Allison also went to a summer camp actually in, in Minnesota, right. Where we're yeah. at camp, we get camp Chickawa, um, And so, yeah, we just kind of wanted to recreate that sort of iconic summer camp feel. There's nothing like it in the world.
0: I didn't go to camp. So I really feel like I've lost out on that because now that I have kids and it's funny, when I was reading this, my daughter was at Camp Chickamy. So like when I was reading in the book, I was like, wait a sec, this sounds so similar. (laughs) Um, But I love that aspect of it because I feel like everyone that goes to summer camp even as adults we will talk about it and like go back if they have like, you know, you can, you know, go back and visit or whatever. And it's just this like nostalgic feeling that, you know, only people who go to camp can, can know and feel.
1: It's a magical environment. And it is something where like, you know, cause when we were talking about it, you want a relationship that can form so fast. And like, that's mm-hmm. what happens at camp. Like when you're a kid and you have that independence, your parents aren't there. And it's like, you feel like you're in your own little world, and there really is something magical about it.
0: Oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I could go back. Do can? Oh well. Um, when you guys were writing together, did you ever have like moments where you, you know, where you were like to each other, like, okay, I didn't like that what you wrote, or that's not going to work, or was there any ever any like tension or anything? Because I, like I said, I think you know, coming from writing so low and then you're joining, even if it's with your best friend, can it ever get like
2: tense? <laughs> you guys seem I mean, so
0: bubbly. I feel like no.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, again, because I think we were critique partners for so long, we are used to giving each other critiques mm-hmm. and I think we both welcome hard feedback. Like we have no problem with that. And so I think we both are very open to being told this scene is not working and it can sting a little bit, but then you're like, okay, so the, the writer that I trust more than any, anybody else in the world just told me the scene isn't working. So it's probably not working. (laughs) And then you just, you just talk about it and, and it's actually really, really great to have that built-in feedback and editing as you go along. I think our drafts are very clean because of that, because we are editing as we go and editing each other and constantly giving feedback. So we really get to use both of our strengths, which I really like.
1: And, you know, Brady, we were talking about this and like the pros and cons. And because a lot of people are like, what happens when you have conflict? And a point that Brady made that I thought was so smart is that like, it always ends up working out either that like, because maybe something didn't work or when you have to explain yourself, like maybe what you meant wasn't showing up on the page. So Mm -hmm. it's always in service of like the book getting better. And then Brady had a great idea, which we've only used once. I think I'm the only one who's used it. But then in each book, we each get a veto where it's just a no questions asked, like like I'm not comfortable with this, like we wanna change it. And again, so far I'm the only one who's used it, but I think having that that ability, um, it's nice because you know if there is something that you really, really care about.
0: Were you nervous to use the veto? And was it through a conversation or did you email it?
1: I emailed it. I emailed it. I, so I, because I was like, I, I, I emailed it. Um, but we'd had several conversations about it. And I'll tell you what the veto was. Um, it's a funny story. So in the book, there's, there's a, the realtor that, mm-hmm. that Blake has called. Um, and in the first draft, Brady had named that character Randy Beaver. And it was like a funny name, but there's a reason for it. And it's that like, Blake was like, any woman who has the balls to put that name on her business card is someone like I, I trust with a house. And it's funny. And I 100% think it's funny. But my dad's name is Randy Hammer. Um, and oh. He's a sex therapist. And it was just so close. And I was like, not super comfortable with it. And then one of our readers, our beta readers, who, who knows me, obviously, when she got to that point in the book, she was like, Randy Beaver, like Randy Hammer. And I was like, see, we can't do it. But we came up with another one, Harriet Beaver. And Harriet could be called Harry, so it's still funny. Right. No. Oh, oh I didn't
0: think of I knew that. Oh, my God. I love that. See? I wouldn't have even known that veto. But I do like that rule. Like, that's a good, like, that's amazing. I feel like then you can just sort of avoid anything. Like, nope, nope, nope.
1: But this book, our next book, I don't think either of us have had a veto, so... Well, no. then the, the, you just know
0: you guys gel well.
1: And yeah. do you think the majority, <laughs> do you do a majority
0: of your like communication through email? Did you like jump on Zooms or FaceTime to like brainstorm or go like read back and forth or how does that process work since you're in different states?
2: It's kind of a combination of all of the above. So we, um, you know, we'll send each other our, our actual draft, mm-hmm. um, And we have a shared folder. So we just drop it in the draft. The other person will open it up. Um, And then we'll just, we can mark it up and send it back, which is great. But we also do um, Zooms at least once a week, sometimes more. But we try to do it every week to just, we do a lot of brainstorming. We'll talk about what's not working. Um, And then we also just message all the time. Um, We use Facebook Messenger, I think, because we met on Facebook. So we just continue to use that that. one. Um, So, but I mean, we really do like message. All day. So it's oh, a little it's a little right. codependent, maybe sometimes, but we like it that way. So it's all right.
1: Fun. <laughs> I remember feel- there there was one time where we're like in the beginning of our of our friendship, um, where her husband Nate like looked at her said tell, like she was on her phone and he's like, tell Allison hi, like because we're just <laughs> constantly like messaging. <laughs> I love that. And I
0: I I mean there's nothing better than like a great girlfriend. But like to be able to work together and have something come out like an, a wonderful book, I mean, that is just must be the best feeling. And, and, you know, you did it with somebody who you just adore and trust and.
1: It, it still honestly, for me, blows my mind a little bit because like it was literally just a conversation like what if we did this together and that was less than two years ago and now people are reading the book. And it was like, it was a, what about that? And it's just like, it happened and it's still kind of a, um, I I, feel like we both have pinch me moments, you know, still. Yeah, I
2: agree. It's been really special going through it together. Um, And it's nice to have a built-in sounding board, someone who really knows exactly what you're feeling. And it kind of is like a marriage. I mean, it honestly is because it's like we're, we're honestly, we're business partners because we are in business together, but we also Mm -hmm. have our own relationship. And we feel like it's really important that we nurture that relationship and that we stay really close friends so that we can keep working together. And we thought it was pretty impressive that we got through a two week book tour where we were together all the time and we still wanted to write together. So we were like, that's a win.
1: (laughs)
0: That is a win. And again, it just reaffirms that you guys were meant to be. And That's amazing. And I feel like, um, oh, I just lost what I was just going to say. I was just going to say, no, I think, you know, like you said at the beginning, you guys are so seamless together. You wouldn't even know you were two two separate authors. But what I was going to say actually was, and I also, I'm sure by working together, and then when you go off, if you want to do your individual writing and and individual books, you guys just enhance each other and I'm sure give each other tips and, and make each other better writers.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Now I'm going to ask a question since we can't know who contributed cat or Blake. So I'm not going to ask who who you were thinking of, but okay. The guys. So Noah and Henry, who did you have in your minds when you were writing about the two of them?
2: Or did you not? I don't know. Okay. So that is a great question. So Noah, um, in my head, visually, he looked like Army Hammer. Army Hammer is a bad person. So let's just say <laughs> that is true. We're gonna album. say that. <laughs> he's not a good person, but he is very tall and very good looking. And that is what it was in my head. It's very he's six five, yes, very tall, and has sort of like a posh look to him, which Noah kind of morphs morphs into that as he as the story goes along. Um so that is what I had in my head. Um and I don't know if Allison, if you had anybody in your head for Noah or for Henry. For Henry, I kind of thought about like a younger Mark Ruffalo with like super kind face. Um, yes. What about you, Allison?
1: Yeah, I th- we, you know, when, when we were building these characters for both Kat and Blake, we look at a lot of pictures to be like, just to see, you know, because again, as much as we say we share a brain, we don't. And so we can't <laughs> read each other's thoughts. So we're like, you know, no matter who writes Kat, we both have to describe her at certain points. And so we find photos just to be like, this is the, like what her vibe is. And for the guys, you know, I think it was, it was Army Hammer minus the personality um, <laughs> and that uh, young Mark Ruffalo. I, yeah, I could see both of those. They were very,
0: I mean, you just fall in love with both of them. So charming. They're aligned with their perfect gals in the book and those story and the stories just come together and I won't spoil anything, but the end was so good. And (laughs) it was just I just loved it so much. Okay. So tell us or if you can tell us anything about what you guys are working on now. Because thankfully readers we're getting another Allie Brady book. We can all celebrate (laughs) and take a
2: sigh of relief that we're going to keep going. Yeah. So it's called the comeback summer and, um, it takes place in Chicago over the course of a summer. And the, actually the first chapter is in the back of the beach trap. So people yep. can find it there. Although it has been drastically rewritten the same events happen, but it's been obviously edited since then. We wrote it a long time ago. Um, but it is about two sisters who have inherited their grandmother's PR agency in Chicago. And since their grandmother passed away, the PR, they have sort of been floundering and they're losing clients and they've just lost a big client and they think they may have to fold and they don't know what to do when, um, in walks a very eccentric self-help guru, um, who has this, this, um, podcast and a whole line of products that helps people crush their comfort zones. So she, you know, the girl's get a chance to maybe work with her. But she says, anybody who, who's going to work with me and has to know my brand and you have to, um, you have to be, you have to do these challenges that I give you. So she would give you a specific challenge to help you crush your comfort zone. They would have to do it. It's a 12 week challenge. And they, they really have no choice. So they're like, okay, we'll do the, these challenges. And then, you know, you will work with you. And she's a huge client. She would save their business. So she gives them the challenges. I'll pass it off to Allison to tell what the challenges okay. are. <laughs>
1: So one of the sisters, Hannah, has a lot of of social anxiety and doesn't like meeting new people. So she gets given a challenge that she has to go on 12 first dates with 12 men over 12 weeks. Um, her sister loves love and, you know, is obsessed with romance novels. She's um, eternally single, She, um, but she loves love. So she decides to help her sister by doing the swiping and, and doing the all the arranging for dates. Um, so, of course, she ends up falling for one of the guys that she swipes with for her sister. Um, and then Hannah, the one who has to go on all these first dates, her um the, her college sweetheart, who broke her heart five years ago, is back trying to win her back. So there's a lot of complications there. And then Libby, the other sister, is plus size and has never been really comfortable with physical activity. So she gets a challenge where she has to do a training program for 12 weeks and then um, compete in an event that's like the tough Mudder. We call it the down and dirty because it's a little bit more fun. Um, so the sisters have to work together to crush their comfort zones and. Um, really growing in, um, as individuals and their relationship as their sisters and to see if they can save the company or not. So we're still working on how to explain it.
0: <laughs> I don't even care. I mean, sign me up. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to read it. And again, I, these i these these ideas, you guys are so good. You're genius here. So I'm ex- And that comes out next year?
2: Yes. Next summer. Okay.
0: So will you be, as we continue to build our Allie Brady libraries, will will that be your sort of trajectory for your combo books is, is in the summer?
2: I hope so. That's what I think. I think we have, that would be a really good niche for us. And I think we'd love writing those types of books. So I hope we can stay on that trajectory. We shall see.
0: Yeah, I feel Fingers like you guys, <laughs> okay, triple, quadruple cross. I feel like you guys would be perfect because- the Beach Trap is just like, like I said, it's a perfect beach read, poolside, vacation, whatever read. So I'm excited for that. Okay, here we go. We are going to do Allison and Brady's chic list. And I'll let you guys decide who's going to go first. I'll just throw the question out there. And then you guys could decide. Um, Like I said, nothing crazy. Okay, first question. What three celebrities, authors, figures, living or dead, would you want to have
2: a book club with? You go. I would want, okay. I would want Dolly Parton. Love. <laughs> um, Michelle Obama and, uh, my grandma.
1: Who's passed away.
2: That's who I'm going to pick. Aww. And she would love those two ladies too. We would have the best time. So that's what I'd pick.
1: I'd want to crash your book club. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so bad at this. I would love to, I I'd love Brady's book club. Um, celebrities i would love to have reese there so i could like pick her brain because she's just like the book influencer yeah um authors came to mind emily henry because i just adore her as a human and as an author um and let's i i'm like thinking like music or, or like actor so brandy carlisle just because she's amazing <sighs> and she could sing for us
0: that um, was and her best. book is great too. I'm like I keep I've literally watched no less than 30 times the Joni Mitchell video with Brandy Carlisle from the new I yes. just and then I went on a brandy deep dive because I didn't know much about her. So
1: I feel like we need to I will go. Oh yeah. No, I would totally we can mishmash all the clubs together. But Brandy's um memoir, Broken Horses, she does the audio book. And she'll read the chapter. And then after the chapter, she'll play a song that relates to the chapter. And it is just amazing. I love her.
0: That sounds good. I'm going to have to download that. I think I have an Audible credit. Yeah, she seems amazing. And she's like giving she's bringing like a resurgent of these amazing musicians and just like it's like she's a fan first which I love when people are like a fan first and then they just like highlight how amazing you know other musicians are okay we those book clubs are amazing
1: um current binge series
2: what did I last watch you go allison
1: I um just finished it took me like I'm probably the only person on the planet who has like a resolution to try and watch more TV um just because I do audiobooks so much and I'm working or writing so I don't I'm trying to get more downtime um I just finished the Inventing Anna um which was good and I just started watching The Bear which takes place in Chicago um cuz again that's where I live and I'm not sure what I think about it yet it's <gasps> it's high energy very like I like it. I'm only like three episodes in. So that's my my current binge. Stick
0: with it. I just finished okay. it. That was my latest binge. And I thought it was great. And I now want to go to Chicago because I've never been. Come there. visit.
1: Come visit. Yes. Come visit. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're-
2: so I, i the most recent one that I think I really watched kind of, this was, came out in I think May or June was called under the banner of heaven. And it takes place in Utah. It's it's about a murder that happened in the eighties and Andrew Garfield is in it. It's really good. Um, it's intense. Um, but it was very, very good. So I recommend that.
0: Okay. I, I have that on my list, my Hulu list too. Um, okay. Last favorite book and current read.
1: <sighs>
2: okay. So, okay. Go ahead. Wanna-
1: Current read. I'm, I'm listening to the accidental pinup by Danielle Jackson, um, which is great. She's another Berkeley and a Chicago author. So I'm reading, listening to that and it's great for all time book. It's so hard to pick, but I, the one that I've like historically that like has just a special place in my heart is Firefly Lane by Kristen Hanna. Um, so my grandmother gave me that book and she's like, I think you'll like it. And I lo- it was my first Kristen Hanna Um, and I love, I'm, I'm very strange in that. I love to cry like about other people's lives (laughs) and that book just like gutted me in the best way. So I love, that's one of my favorites.
2: So So I just finished yesterday, um, scandalized by Ivy Owens and it's She's a debut. Well, she's not a debut author. She's a secretive person that nobody knows her true identity. She's a romance <sighs> author and nobody knows who she really is, but this is her first book as Ivy Owens and it's called Scandalized. And, um, it's very steamy. It's more steamy than I usually read. Uh, I do like steam, but it, it's like a high, it's up there. Um, it was really good. I really liked it. I read it very, I read it in like two days. So I like that. I think it's maybe not out quite yet. Maybe August it comes out. Um, who is she? I want to find out. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows. Well, it's probably some people know, but I don't know. Um, and then I'm going to say the favorite book I've read this year is something wilder by Christina Lauren. Um, mm-hmm. And I just loved it so much. It's set in, it's set in Utah, which is where I'm from. And there's not that many books set there. It's set in kind of like the Southern Utah where there's mountains and red rocks. And, um, it's very like outdoorsy and there's people on like a treasure hunt and there's romance And I just really loved it. It was sort of this like perfect mix of adventure and rom-com. And I just, it just really worked for me.
0: It was so good. Okay. I think I have that one in my pile, so I can't wait to read, um, describe your writing space.
1: Hers is beautiful. <laughs>
0: it is very nice.
1: I live, in a six, I live in a 600 square foot apartment. So mine is just like chaotic. I had a painting, the picture behind me fall off the wall like a few months ago and I still haven't <laughs> put it back up. Um, but I also kind of like when you're on deadline, you got to write where you can. I love writing at coffee shops. Um, so I think mine is ra- random and scattered pretty much the opposite of Brady's. (laughs) So I have written
2: in tiny corners of my home for a very long time. And then we did some renovations and there was a small bedroom up on our, on our second floor of our house. And it's really too small for a bedroom. And so we moved the child that was in that bedroom to a different room. And then that became my office. And we did a renovation and put in bookshelves and it has beautiful light. And there's a gorgeous, put a really colorful mural on the wall and a giant whiteboard. Board and it's like my—it's just like my perfect dream office, and I'm just every day I walk into it, I'm thrilled. So I'm feel very grateful after many many years of just like writing wherever I could find space to have this really beautiful space that is mine. It's very nice.
0: It looks like it has great lighting. It does. Um, okay, name something chic.
2: Hmm. I'm so
0: unchic. <laughs> 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 um, your office is chic. Your earrings look chic.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Goodness. Allison, you, you're better than me at this. Um, I was gonna say, Courtney, you're chic. <laughs> yes, you are. Thank you. I mean, color coordinated bookshelves. I love them. I know they're, they're controversial in the book world. Some people have made fun of them and said, these people who color coordinate their bookshelves are, you know, ridiculous and they just buy books to look pretty. Not true. I think people who, um, color coordinate their bookshelves are really visual people. And so I know what the spine of the book looks like and I can find it if it's color coordinated, like these are my yellow books and I will find it. So it's, I think books are beautiful and books can be decoration and, um, they can be very chic.
1: I I I
0: love it. I know, I agree. I my one of my pandemic activities was I color quitted my shelves. And it's funny because every once in a while I'll have this moment where I'm like, I should just put it by genre or by author. Like I'll want to change it up, but then I'm like, no, this took a while. <laughs> I don't want to do this over again. But I agree. I'll I'll say, oh, this book pink. And then you know yeah. it's like, it's like a good reference. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite book that you gift?
1: I love gifting books. Like it's my favorite thing to do. Like I, you know, as an author, I independent bookstores are so, so, so important to the industry and like booksellers are the unsung hero that they like connect readers and, and, and authors and books together. Um, again, I live in 600 square feet. And so I have like, (laughs) Like I've run out of bookshelf space. Like I've got like stacks in front of the bookshelves. And so every time I go to an independent bookstore, I, I feel like I want to buy something. And so I gift a lot of books. I gift, you know, any book that I love um, or a friend that I want to support. Um, so I don't know if there's like one in particular, mm-hmm. but I, I think that books are are a great gift um, for people. So not one in particular, but just in But general. you just love <laughs> to do it.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I give my kids a book every year for Christmas. So it's not necessarily one book, but it's like every year they get a specific book um, for them. And when they were little, I would like, and we're in picture books, I'd try to buy books that had characters that had their name and they just loved that. So that's always fun for kids to have a book that is, you know, the character's name is Isaac or whatever.
1: I love like just matchmaking, like hearing Mm -hmm. about people that like, you know, what they like and then being able to recommend something. It's pretty, it's a fun it's a fun perk of reading so many books. Yeah. I was going to
0: say, when you read so much, you sort of have like the in on, you know, what do you like? And then you can, and it's always the best when someone's like, oh my God, I love this book. And you're like, see,
1: I told <laughs> but on, on the opposite, like you could end a friendship if they don't like a book I, you love.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I agree with that. I feel like I'm like, how could you not <laughs> like that book? Do I even know you? <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, okay. If you could have one song as the theme song of your life, what would it be and why? Mm.
2: I I would say if we were going to pick a theme song for our party. Okay. I love
0: that. Love. We yeah.
2: would pick Build Me Up Buttercup, which we reference in The Beach Trap. You
0: do,
2: And we, it's funny because it came the first time we actually met in person was at a writer's conference. We had been friends for a couple of years, but we hadn't actually met in person. And we were both so nervous because we were sharing a room and we're like, what if she doesn't like me? And she thinks I'm annoying. You know, we didn't know. And anyway, we ended up one night getting ready for one of the dinners and we were in the bathroom together, like doing our hair and makeup. And we started singing, build me up buttercup together. And it just sort of like became one of our songs. And yeah. So building up buttercup is one of our favorite songs. And there's a line then- in it that says, I need you more than anyone, darling, you know, that I have from the start. So that's like, that's a good line for us.
1: We wanted that to be like a quote in the front of the book, but like, there's all these room with like t- rules with song lyrics maybe we should still do something with that but i agree it would be that song and if we had to pick an album um one of the 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 big things that we have in common about you know just that we both love is the entire album of august and everything after by the counting crows um we like were total nerds one day and like like hit play at the same time and like both listened to it together and played it a lot on our on our book tour road trip so that would be our album, but "Build Me Up Buttercup" would be our song.
0: Oh, I love that, guys! That's a We're nerds. <laughs> no, I'm like everyone's BFFs. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Must have beauty item.
1: Um. um I'll go. Uh, okay. Go. I I'm a big fan of the brand Hourglass. Um, and so like, for me, my essentials, like, I will literally like stop a zoom call if Brady, if I'm like, I my like eyebrow pencil and lipstick, like an under eye concealer. Like if I need those three things.
2: (laughs) I love that. So I was told forcefully by a friend who is in dermatology, (laughs) like you have to switch to a mineral based sunscreen. (laughs) we all should be on a mineral sunscreen. They are better. And so the one I use, so a lot of people use Alta MD, which they really like, but it does not work with my skin. And so I use Paula's choice and I highly recommend it. If you need a, a it's tinted. So it is not a lot of the, um, like actual mineral sunscreens they have zinc in them so they're kind of white. white. So this one is tinted like a beige color and it, it dissolves into any color skin. I have a friend who has very dark skin who uses it. it just dissolves into any skin, but the white you don't want white. Um, so it's kind of beige and it is good for people who have like shiny oily skin, which I tend to have. So polish choice mineral tinted sunscreen. Okay, love it.
0: <laughs> um if you could name one lipstick after a book, what would you call it and what shade would it be?
1: hmm after the beach trap or
0: any book whatever beach trap or your favorite book or whatever it is
1: let's do beach trap yeah because it would be fun
2: I think Cat would Cat would have a lipstick brand for she sure would.
1: <laughs> Blake's like what Blake for Blake it would be chapstick <laughs> yes <laughs> and what color um, and- would it be so, and in, in Kat, um, like, is very opinionated. She's an Instagram influencer. And one of my favorite lines is where she's like, I'm not into him. Like, if I was, I'd be wearing lipstick. I'm just wearing gloss. Um, so I think that Kat would probably be, like, now I feel like bright neons are in. So I feel like she would be, like, a bright pink. And as far as the name, like, beachy, like, or, like, a strawberry daiquiri. What do you think, Brady?
2: I think strawberry daiquiri is a great name.
1: Great name of Strawberry Dairy. I was gonna say,
0: or you could even I feel like you could do a package called the Beach Trap and have a cat and a Blake. And those are the little duos in the in the I love that idea. I I love it. (laughs) Okay. And final question. Best advice you've ever received. Writing advice or in general advice? Anything, whatever's important or or sticks out to you.
2: I got some advice for this year. Um, cause I have, you know, two books coming out. The first one that I wrote with Allison, and the one, first one that I wrote by myself, um, coming out. And so I was told, enjoy the ride. Um, because there's going to be ups and downs and there's a lot of emotions involved with a book coming out. It's sort of like having your first baby, like it changes your life and it can be emotional. And so to just try to avoid, to just enjoy that ride, the ups and the downs, it's a good, it's good advice for life as well, that, you know, there are ups and there are downs and we are, we're kind of stuck on this ride no matter what. So we might as well try to enjoy it.
1: Brady told me that and I have it written on my, like the, the wallpaper of my, of my phone, especially for our like book launch month was, was really good. And she's being a little humble. So if I can just for a second, say her book that's coming out September 13th is called Imposter, and it is page turning thriller suspense, also about two sisters. And it's incredible. Um, So I have to brag a little bit on her. (laughs) Um, And for me, you know, usually I think about writing advice, but for, for live advice, which I think can, can go hand in hand is that somebody told me I'm very, and I think Brady and I are both very high energy, almost workaholic and like very like strong work ethic. And so sometimes, you know, I can burn myself out. So actually there's two. Um, The first one that I thought of was that it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I think that there's just the, the tendency to try to go fast and do everything, but like, we've got a long time. So just to kind of You know, like Brady said, go along with the ride. Um, And then another one, sorry, if I can say two that came to mind came from um, Therese Walsh wrote a great article on Writer Unboxed that had a line that became my mantra for the year, um, which was protect the flame. That, you know, like creativity and everything, like we, you don't wanna burn out. That's like the worst thing that can happen to a creative. And so I try to look at everything, whether that's, you know, saying yes to something, saying no to something, just having my kind of motto be protect the flame. I lo- that all great, great advice. I love it all. And I,
0: I have my copy, um, Brady of Imposter that I'm so excited to read. And I think you're coming back to talk I about am. that too, which yes, I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited. And you guys are coming back when you when the comeback summer comes out. Not even a question. I'll be anxiously <laughs> awaiting that. And I just I can't say enough good things. This book was so great. And we as readers are so lucky that you know you guys had your meet cue and you and you pursued this journey together i mean you guys are like the, just so in sync and the perfect duo so i'm so glad and and so happy for you guys because it, it i've only seen amazing things about the book on bookstagram and on goodreads and everything so it's so well deserved thank,
1: thank you so thank much. you for
0: having us it's so much fun to talk to you oh my gosh and Allison, I'm so happy I saw you again. And whenever you want to come back, you're coming back. Before that, whenever <laughs> we can talk about beauty products or whatever, <laughs> you have to come back and All let me know everything. how the bear, yeah, how, how you like the bear. So <laughs> The Beach Trap is out now for readers. Absolutely grab a copy. It'll instantly uplift your mood. It was such a great read. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you Hi, so thank much. You.